Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. How many of you have been there? Be honest. How many of you, amen, how many of you heard the words over and over again in that hymn that we sang to begin the service today? Wander, wander, wander. So often, that's how we are. We're people who get on one path and we start moving towards something, but we get distracted along the way. And we veer off course. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Those are the words that Robert Robertson wrote. You come not bound of every blessing. Now, an interesting thing about Robertson is uh, you could say he fell in with the wrong crowd as a young man. Anybody been there? He fell in with the wrong crowd. So in order to get back on track, he did what most people did during that time. He went to see a gypsy fortune teller <laughs> because he wanted some good advice. And this fortune teller told him that he would live to see his children and grandchildren. And that made him pay. Because he realized that that meant there were years ahead of him. And there was no way that the way he was going at that pace, the people he was with, the things he was doing, there was absolutely no way he could imagine a future where he would have children and grandchildren. And so he did the next thing that people did of that era when they wanted to change direction. He went to a revival when he heard George Whitefield preaching. And it was then he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He decided to get himself in a position to be right with God. So he gave himself fully over to that and actually went on to become a gospel preacher in the Methodist circuits. He went and he preached and he wrote hymns like this so that we could remember even though we are pulled away from God in so many different directions at different times and points in our lives, that we still have this God who pulls us back toward himself. Because when we are claimed by our Lord, even if we do wander off, we are always pulled back by that tether of the Holy Spirit. I think about a time when we were at Ocean City, and this is going to make us sound like very bad parents, but we heard a weird knock on the door about 7 o'clock in the morning. And a woman who we'd never seen before came into our room in the apartment. And she said, is this your child? And John and I both said, hold on, let us get our glasses. <laughs> I have really bad vision. <laughs> and John does it much better. And it turns out that Marley had wandered out of 
of the apartment early in the morning. We were staying right on the boardwalk. And so the way it was set up, our family was in the apartment downstairs and on the main level of the, of the house uh, was other family members. So what happened is she had gone out in the morning thinking that everyone upstairs was already awake. And when she went up the steps and knocked on the door and couldn't get in, she just started wandering down the boardwalk. Our kids are flight risks. We don't That's what we remember. 
at our baptism, not just the water that's washing off our sin, not just the new life that we have, not just that we're clean of who we were and washed and fresh before God, but that God takes and seals us. And we belong to our Savior forever and always. And it's something that happens not just through the power of the water. That's why we say, by water and the Spirit. Amen. That baptism is by water and the Spirit. It's because that sealing has to take place. Now, Eugene Peterson, when he writes about this, he uses these beautiful words. And if you look at the message paraphrase of verses 13 and 14, he says, it's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment on what's coming, a reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. While we're talking about great songwriters, how many of you now are thinking about Stevie Wonder? Here I am, signed, sealed, delivered. Here I am, signed, sealed, delivered. What's the next line? I'm yours. That's what Ephesians is telling us. When we come to our baptism, we are here, signed, sealed, delivered. We are God's. And God claims us forever, for all of our lives. He says, and this is, is what we're told as Ephesians goes on, I want you to get out there and walk, better yet, run on the road God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. Do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts, but steadily pouring yourselves out for each other in acts of love, alert at noticing differences, and quick at mending fences. Paul goes on to say this in, in Peterson's paraphrase. You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction, to stay together both outwardly and inwardly. You have one master, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all. So when we are called together, when we are sealed by this Holy Spirit, it brings us into this family of God where all of us are brothers and sisters. We're on this journey together. And it's one that we prod and fawn along sometimes, but what Paul is encouraging the Ephesians to do here, and all of us, is that we stay steady in this course. That once we know that we've been claimed by God, that we use everything that we have to honor and serve our Lord. And it's no coincidence that these verses flow into some passages about spiritual gifts and how everybody in the household of God has different ways that we're called to serve our Lord. 
that we're, some of us are prophets and some of us are preachers and some of us are healers and some of us are teachers. Whatever it is that we do to the glory of God, we recognize that it's the same God who gives us that gift. The same Lord of all, but we are incorporated into this household by the same baptism. When we come before God, I like to think of it as this moment where we say, here I am, I'm yours. Now if Stevie Wonder could sing it with such conviction, we as Christians should be able to make the same soulful proclamation before our God when we recognize that we have been signed and sealed and delivered by the power of the Holy Spirit that God has claimed us, that we stand before God and think about that seal upon our foreheads and say, I'm yours and our Father, our Lord of all, the one who created us. He celebrates. He gives thanks. He knows that the seal that has been placed upon each and every one of us is for all of eternity. And Ephesians goes on to write about it. And in the end, there's a reminder of how not only are we sealed for how we live and move and experience life here on earth, but this seal carries on to our very last days. It says, don't make the Holy Spirit of God unhappy. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Redemption. That moment when God sits upon his throne and sent all, we've done the sheep and the goats before, the sheep to one side, the goats to the other. All of us who have been claimed by God and sealed by our baptism, who presented ourselves as having faith in our creation, we are redeemed and claimed by the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Here I am, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. All of our lives make that soulful proclamation to the God as claimed us. Amen. Now let's join together in our response to the word, which today will be our creed.